You ready to hit it? You know it.
only one way to do it. Well, it wasn't as bad as I thought. We got this thing reached. Thank you. There's only one way to do it, people. Theme song it up. think that most people are going to be happier than Nocturnal Emissions performance. I think you guys are your own worst critics. You know, I don't think that's unfair of me to say. Now, I got to tell you, 
This is a new setup here at the Dutch Hall, and it's kind of weird because uh, I am actually um, behind the band, especially Dave the Rooster Charters. I'm behind him. So I look, I look very clearly at the back of Dave's head. Dave, I don't know if you can spin that stool around. Can you, can, can you just show the people at home? There's the back of Dave's head. It's bright. It's bright. Yeah. What, what is that in the hat there? Can you spin? Oh, there it is. What is that, is that an there? Animal? Is that an animal? This has been a curiosity of mine on the back of Dave's <laughs> head. Number one, it's quite clear that you have a, uh, your face is very red and your neck is very white. Like, how do you get a, a different color on your face than on the back? That was one thing. But the hair sticking out of the back of your hat is peculiar. Makes me think, what is it? Is it a, is it a mohawk? Is it a rat tail? Is it, you know, what, what could it possibly be? The tuft. The tuft that you left up there? Is this the, Dave, you, you've started to go to a new barber about a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. This is the same guy? Yeah, I was there today. You like it there, do you? Yeah, that, uh, actually we were talking about the tip he gave me to go to Robert's Western World. You remember that in Nashville? Oh, yes. That was my barber's tip. Get a bologna sandwich and a PBR. Oh, yeah, that was a good deal, eh? That's Couldn't awesome. beat it. Che cheapest, cheapest thing you could do. I actually had one sandwich and three PBRs. I couldn't have anything. I had to have a vodka soda. Cost me 11 bucks. Really? Yeah. For what? A bologna sandwich and three Pabst Blue Ribbons. Did you get mustard on the bologna sandwich? Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Fri fr fried bologna, they too. They fried right? it right in front of me. Yeah. That is the best deal. Anyways, so they give you good advice. I'll give you that. I cannot give you that they give you good haircuts. <laughs> because haven't I haven't it. seen it yet. I have not seen it. Do you want to unveil that bad boy on the show? Well, I didn't do anything with it. Well, geez. It's just so curious. There it is. It's like you have hidden hair. <laughs> Very Mo from the Three Stooges, eh? <laughs> now, does the guy use a bowl there for that? <laughs> no, he uses a clipper, triple zero. Triple zero. Yeah. What do you like most about it is the hipster aspect of the, of the establishment, right? You like that? I like to be clean cut, you know, at first glance and then... But it's man shop. Is it a man shop? Oh, like yeah. a, a real old school barber shop? Does the ladies go in there and get a permanent? I've never seen any ladies in there unless they're dropping off their kid or something. <laughs> Women will drop off their kid at the barber? Yeah. And leave? Do they have magazines at the barber uh, shop? Usually they sit out front and wait. Yeah, you, you keep an eye on your kid. You don't just drop them off to a couple of barbers. <laughs> and then just leave town. He's like, go ahead and fondle my kid and give him a haircut. I don't perfectly give a shit. safe there. Perfectly safe. How do I know? As a mother of a child. <laughs> how would how do I know? Right? You don't, you That's can't true. trust everyone. You have That's a relationship true. with these guys over years. You said you you've you've grown fond of them there. Yeah, they're nice guys. Good yeah. conversation. Yeah, you kiss once or twice. Always good music in there. Now uh <laughs> What, what do they have magazines was my question um they do have magazines actually but I, they got like old comic books and stuff and old magazines any any like dirt like nudie magazines they got a lot of pinup calendars on the wall and stuff like that oh that's like every month yeah there's another so this is like a, do you find this to be a me too friendly this establishment sounds pretty like misogynistic uh, I, don't even, I don't even know what that means oh really I thought that was a corporate thing, and you're a big part of that. Me too is a corporate thing? Isn't it? I don't think so. 
Oh, you're allowed to like sexually harass people at your place of work. Is that what Me Too means? Yeah, sexually it's what harassing it means. People? Yeah, that's what it means. You ever heard of Harvey Weinstein? See, my eyes have been opened on this show. What was that, Dave? Was the Harvey Weinstein a... a like... Is that Me Too, Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> what, what would you say is? I want to know what, what you think Me Too what is. I, actually, what I need you to do is explain to me like, the context of Me Too. Is it like something happened to someone and then you're like, yeah, me too. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. Oh. It's the universal struggle that women face from dickhead men that are trying to fuck them all the time and they don't want to fuck them back. Okay. That's what it is. So someone's like, hey, some creepy guy showed me his dick. And they're like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, I didn't tell anybody because I was ashamed of it. And now... Uh, me too. It makes sense now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? I think pretty sure that's right. Shaz, do you know? I think it's with a little more it's, anger. I think it's a more serious, like, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, a little you're more right. anger. Oh, they're not or... so excited about it? Yeah, yeah. me too. Yes, too that's right. You're not happy to agree. You're like, oh <laughs> yeah, I wrote the new poster at Wonderland. Me too. Yeah, it's, oh not my like God, that. me too. It's like, uh, it's like you said, um, one time I came blood, and you're like, oh my God, me too. You know? That'd be a rare thing that's horrible, right? Huh? Yeah. Don't you think? That plus rape. <laughs> yeah, plus rape. Okay, like, how about this then? Uh, what would, yeah, not much we can do. Prison rape, that's the worst. That's oh, rape. Me too. Yeah, me too. You ever been in prison, been raped? You ever been raped in a drunk tank, Dave? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that See, that was an opportunity almost that we could have had a me too moment. There's Except I've never been either. I didn't think about it. You and Shazwa could have had that moment. <laughs> yeah, it's a Me Too friendly establishment to answer your question, now that I know what you're talking about. Isn't it? At your place of work, I think you have to be uh, cognizant of uh, women uh, and their uh, empowerment in today's day and age, don't you? You just have to be cognizant of all people, I think, just generally in life, whether you're working or not. Oh, that's you don't... I've, yeah. That's right. Uh, that's a good point, Dave. <laughs> good Thanks. answer. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. You just you, so you don't see gender, is what you're saying. You just uh, don't sure see. I do. I see everything. What? I see gender, race, sexuality. Uh, what else is there? Uh, religious colors. Beliefs. Religious that, beliefs. Ah, uh, yeah. that's hard to see. Come on, you can guess. <laughs> hey? You guess a lot. Okay, let me let me give you. A, I'll describe a person. You guess what religion they are. Okay. Great. You go to a convenience store, right? In the convenience store, there is a fella there of a dark brown complexion, and uh, he st sounds like Apu from The Simpsons, right? Okay. What religion would you guess he is? I have no idea. Are you serious? I'm not good with religions. I would guess, <laughs> honestly, I'm not. I don't. Oh, really? No. You just know Catholic and that's it? Yeah. yeah, that's your big one, eh? He's got a voice. He's got a voice like a poo. <laughs> yeah, he's got a voice like a poo. Uh, what's that? East Indian or Hindu? Hindu. So ding I'm ding say ding. Hindu. Hindu is right. Hindu is right, Dave. Hindu. Hindu. Not Sikh. No. Now if you no, see, Sikh would be. If you see a guy least. wearing a turban, and he's got a knife strapped to his uh, his hip. Then you're talking a Sikh right there, buddy. And you can see that by looking at your own two eyes. 
that he's a Sikh, you know? Yep. Doesn't make you a, a prejudiced person to recognize the fucking guy's got a knife on his side. He's on yeah. your airplane with a knife there, right? Is it a knife? Sword. It's like a mini sword. There's a word for it. Super cool, man. I saw, I knew the Sikh guy, he had one. It was fucking bitching looking. I wish I had one on my hip all the time. It's a fucking cool religion when you get to carry a fucking pack heat everywhere you go, right? I, I thought so. Anyways, a lot of people think, uh, get them mixed up. If you see some guy that's like, uh, uh, let me see, I gave you one. Uh, let's say you see a guy, right? He's like, uh, he's got a bald head and he's wearing a robe, right? Completely bald head, he's wearing a robe. Is he selling pencils? Nope. He's just lighting, uh, dousing himself in gasoline and lighting himself on fire. Any idea what he would be? Completely My bald? Man. Completely bald. Completely bald. Come on, this is a lob. You're really is bad it, with uh, religions. Hare Krishna? No, they got Buddhist. the same haircut as you, what I thought you had. The little ponytail that's going to come out the back. <laughs> <laughs> they got to keep that or they go to hell. Buddhist? Buddhist hey. is right. Buddhist. Uh, the Sikh uh, sword is a kirpan. Mm. Oh, wow. Thank you, uh, Tickler. Small, See? Small dagger. A small Smart. dagger. Now, they must not be able to, they must have to check that with their luggage, you know? Hopefully. You probably can't get that on the flight. A, a dagger. I would say. Right? No daggers. One of the questions oh, on Google down. can a Sikh carry a kirpan on a plane? Yeah, yeah. Can they? Oh, I didn't go into it accidentally. Oh, oh damn it. Sorry, listeners. Oh, someone. <laughs> that's a tease, Kev. What you did was you got them all excited and then you let them down. And uh, so now, as your punishment, I'm going to bring attention to you and ask you a question because you said something to me that I found very interesting. Oh. And I want to discuss it with the boys. Uh, Kevin is our, the youngest of the nocturnal emissions. And he is also uh, the one that's in the prime of his life as far as fucking years go where the rest of us are well past our best days, you know? So maybe Wes still's got some uh, gas in the tank. And, uh, of course, you know, of course our guest Shazma's got his whole life ahead of him here. But uh, <laughs> as far as the nocturnal emissions... It's and like the five days! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Kevin, you, are, uh, you should be living the life that we all dream that we would be living if we could be your age all over again. And so what Kevin did was he joined the modern world and uh, joined a dating app, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Are you comfortable talking about this? Yeah, totally. Uh, so Kevin joined a Tinder and uh, Kevin... Last week. Last on, week? On, I believe it was Monday. On, mo on Monday. No, ch Charters used to be on Tinder, eh? Just so that he could uh, uh, feel like he could turn down all the women. He would just swipe left on everyone going, no, I'll never do it. I love Teresa. I love Teresa. He would just do that every time and just feel like he, he was could turn. It gave you a sixth sense of power to be able to turn down those women, didn't it, Dave? To be able to like say like, yeah, you want to fuck me now, but what about high school? No, left, right? Is that what you did? I was just, I was looking for Eves Van Dyke, actually. <laughs> oh, really? You're, you have a thing for Eves? No, I just heard he was on there. I thought it was a way to make friends, like Facebook or something. I wanted to friend him on Tinder. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that how it works? No, you friend Eves on Grindr, Dave. That's where you friend Eves. 
If you want to just have a friendship, you go to Grinder. Right. You know that. <laughs> What's the name you use on Grinder? <laughs> you remember that? Master of Industry on Grinder. <laughs> Mustache That's of Industry. That's actually a good title, Master of Industry. Mustache of Industry. Yeah, mustache of industry. So today's Thursday. Yeah. How many hits or I don't know how it works, but are you like have you been successful? Me? Yeah, since Monday. Uh, so it was Monday of not this week, but last week, and I deleted it on Sunday because <laughs> I was just bored of it. <laughs> I talked to three women and it felt so forced and weird and freaked. It just, I didn't like it. It was just so weird. I didn't like it. I'm not meant to do online dating. So can sure. I ask you about the ones you swipe right on? Sure. So like what would... Right, what, wait, which one? Right is bad. Right, right is, is good. Yeah. I think right is, right is correct. Like right is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right is good. Right is good. Right is good, right? Okay. So then, uh, so you... So right what, is right. Yeah, right is right. Mm -hmm. So which ones like caught your eye? Like what are you looking for in the profile picture? It's usually somebody had a tattoo. Yeah. There's usually a tattoo there. There was mm -hmm. something artistic about them and their appearance. And that's usually that's usually it. There's something unique about them in their picture. They look like they're. I, I don't really care for any of the like puppy face pictures or. Like anything if you're like making that. duck lips and <laughs> yeah, you're like. Uh, really do anything for me. Yeah. You can tell they're kind of like shallow, right? But the whole yeah. idea of that app is that you're just judging people on their appearance, yeah, right? And exactly. trying to make it. Make make a, a call and on then that. that. To my point of the first engagement felt so forced and weird. Yeah. It's just, Did you go on any dates? No, yeah. no, no. You know people got moves for Tinder. Do you have moves for Tinder? Did I have moves for you, Tinder? You did you? Yeah, yeah. You're of I course can see how people do. I mean, it's just like any any sort of online thing. There's some sort of an algorithm. You figure that out and pff, you're off. Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend of mine. He got divorced. And he started using Tinder, and uh, he was like, I love it. I swipe uh, right on everyone. And then I just, uh, you know what? I, I meet a lot of nice girls. Sure, most of them are grossly overweight, uh, but they're all great girls, nice to talk to, and at the end of the night, they always suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> right? And he goes, he just thought it was a great program. Just really bought in, found his niche, and went with it. And he goes, you know, who, who was harmed in that evening? We had a great chat. He still got to put a penis in her mouth. She was obviously orally fixated. So right. it was good for her, too. Worked for her, worked for him. Yeah. It was one of those things. People all find each other, right? Eh? Yeah. I always think about that when you think about, like, um, you know how, like, uh, a lot of the uh, people from the Caribbean tend to like uh, heavier set women? Yep. Right? But then uh, in the North America, we tend to be more towards the slim, you know, as what we, uh, what we envision beauty as. But like, uh, could you imagine like if you're a person who's overweight and then like you live in like Simcoe or Delhi or something, and then uh, all of a sudden, like twice a year, like a half your town on Friday is like these guys who think you're hot. Like, you imagine if it was, when no one in town did before, and now they all, all buses of guys that think you're hot are coming in. <laughs> you imagine if it was the other way around, like where, where no one found you attractive charters in real life, 
right? Like, can you imagine an existence imagine. where no one found you attractive? And then, and then all of a sudden, um, uh, a busload of chicks who just love thick Polacks come, out, come into town, right? You'd be in your glory, right? This yeah. would change your whole life. Sounds like bizarro world, but yeah, I guess it'd be cool. This happens for lots of ladies in Norfolk County every year. I bet you Niagara too and Kent Essex. <laughs> if I had to venture a guess. Not Haldemand. <laughs> Not Haldemand, no. Nope, too heavy ground. They can only grow the cash crops. They can't grow the ones that require the, the, the intense labor. Dave, everyone knows that. Haldeman County. <laughs> high heels stuck in some clay. <laughs> I did a show in Dunville one time. I told three jokes about Haldeman Clay before I started. I was excited. I call my shots, too. I go, I'm opening with three clay jokes. Fuck that. That's the only way I know, reason I know that. It's from that night. <laughs> yeah. I did. I told three different clay jokes that night. Dunville. What? Dunville. Yeah, Dunville, the gun club. That's what was a good show. Uh, Anyways, do you think we should do our segment we call Feedback? We got feedback. We got feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's show is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Amazon. If you go to Live from the Dutch Hall's website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and click on our, uh, web, our Amazon banners, and do any of your Amazon shopping, some of that money is going to come and help us, rather than that bald guy, uh, Bezo, who has all the money anyway. He doesn't need it. Why don't you give it to a little church in Delhi? It's no big deal. Huh? And then... Uh, who else is it brought to you by Norpac? The beef people. Oh, let's try <laughs> that one more it. time. Norpac? The beef people. Oh, I like it. I think he's replaced. I think there's no question that Paul is unneeded, eh? He, he, he decide, oh, I'm, I don't even want to get into it till after we're done sponsors. The uh, um, other one we got to mention is, uh, you know what? If you want, are thinking about uh, spicing up your life, because your friends are lame and the parties you go to mostly suck, you should give us an email at livefromthedutchhall.gmail.com and we'll connect you with Van Dyke Party Services. What's that, you might ask? Well, we're going to send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke first cousins and uh, you are going to have the time of your life. Have you seen it, Dave? Have you been a part of it before? Guaranteed. Time of your life. Time of your life. Well, yes, and uh, this weekend, if you're looking to book us, no dice. We'll bet the wedding of Michael and sweet, sweet Kelly. Uh, not all of us, but uh, me and Charters and uh, Wes. Yep. Yeah? Yep. You're not, right? Used to? No. You want to make it an issue and make, uh, and make it... Uh, yeah, what the fuck, thing? Mike? Where's my invite? <laughs> <laughs> he feels so bad because uh, he has, uh, he's related to like half of the world. So, <laughs> he probably like, <laughs> knows. He, I probably already mentioned to him before that I fucking hate weddings. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good then that uh, we should turn it. I wish you all we, the we missed our opportunity, and I'll tell you why. We're not going to punish Mike for this show. Number one, he's my cousin, and I love him. Number two, it's his big day coming up. His nuptials right. are on the weekend. 
What I'm going to do is, Michael, I understand. Sweet, sweet Kelly needs your attention right now because you need to make sure she's focused, she shows up, she says those I do's because you are this close to losing it, buddy. You can't, you can't let this one slip through your fingers. You have to make sure she goes through with it. And then after that, you're locked in, buddy, because he's Catholic. You can't divorce him. It's a deal made by God, right, Dave? Absolutely. Till death do you part. Who's death? Either one. <laughs> Just one of you has to die, though, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. I see my way out. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> who else? Oh, and... Uh, oh, Van Dyke Party Services. We're going to sing between 5 and 29 uh, Van Dyke First Cousins and Bright Yellow Jackets. You're going to have the time of your life, and all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold art cash, plus all of your expenses, which will be dear, I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't have the time of your life, we'll give you back that $100, but those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services... Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by our friends at Clean Flow. And uh, you know what? We have to give us one last sponsor. It's a new sponsor to our program. They are, uh, they've been kind enough to uh, produce our show. Ah. They are the fine people at Spiky Ball Studios. Oh, yeah. Spiky All Ball right. Studios. A production house here in Delhi, um, Ontario. You can reach them at spikyballstudios at gmail.com. And uh, if you need any audio, video, sound, production, photography, or uh, if you're looking for a hall, a performance space, or even uh, fundraising opportunities, give us an email at spikyballstudios at gmail.com. And our commercial will get better once I just don't think of it on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so, and that's it for uh, sponsors. Thank you, everyone, that's done that. We will be sending out sponsorship packages soon to new sponsors that we're looking at uh, doing things with at Spiky Ball and through Live from the Dutch Hall. So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of our program, please reach out to us either at livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com or spikyballstudios at gmail.com, and uh, we would love to find creative ways to, ex to uh, gain exposure for your product or your company. And uh, now we need to get to feedback. This is a good one. We got some right on uh, Gmail, on that live from the Dutch Hall of gmail.com. This one's from a longtime super fan of our program and shareholder, Kevin Van Dungeon. Hi, Kev. Yeah, Kevin Van Dungeon. This one I really enjoyed reading, so I want to share it with you. Uh, let me see here. Lessons learned from the wheel of Paul. What did I learn from the wheel of Paul? Was that Paul is not the man's man I thought he was and more of a gentle flower that's in touch with his feelings. Or did I learn a donkey can die from loneliness? <laughs> Definitely it was the donkey. Happy birthday, Polly, you manly cunt. Eh? Kevin Van Dungeon, you know what? You're a listener of the week. It's your week, Kevin. Yes, it is. And let me see who else was giving us. We had uh, we had uh, this guy, Kevin Sullivan, 
Do you remember Kevin Sullivan? How does that ring a bell? Well, he has a podcast out of, I think, North, North Carolina, I believe. <laughs> And he uh, called the Wait What If podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh. And remember, he hashtagged us on the, uh, said, uh, Dutch Hall gives you AIDS. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Started a big rivalry back then. A war, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And I was saying that with the Wait What If podcast molests children, right? <laughs> That's what I said. And it was, it was heated back and forth. We went both hit below the belt, you know? They, and I feel bad about it. Anyways, I guess that was part of our tribute show to Braden DeCumman, and uh, he was listening to it, and it brought back the old feelings of the conflict we had together. Anyways, he is looking at uh, doing a co-show co together of some sort, or having a call-in, or, or having me on his program, or, or vice versa, in order to rehash this issue. And uh, I don't know if we should throw an olive branch out to him, or if uh, this is just like, let's go round two, buddy. Like, I'm, uh, I'll take you on again. Because I'm not afraid to call you names. I'm not afraid of it at all. And you can bring your best to us, Kevin. Because he did say, P.S. at the end, live from the Dutch Hall gives you AIDS. Oh. He said it again. Hashtag. Kevin? I accept your challenge. I will go on your program. I will meet you in a dark alley. I will do whatever I need to do. You it might be, I was going to say you motherfucker, but he's kind of a nice guy. I remember talking to him last time. He was a pretty good guy. Anyways, that's it for that. But you know who we, uh, oh, it's going to suck to talk to the cheese lady with no drums, eh? Uh, yeah, what happened to her drummer? Yeah, where'd he go? Taking a shit, probably. Uh, yeah? Let's go with that. You think so, Shaz? Right in the middle of the show? Like you don't go in the middle of the show and jerk off. Kev's not that sexual. You heard his Tinder stories. He'd be like still on Tinder just shooting loads, right? If he was like you. I said I was foreshadowing. <laughs> projecting, I think you were projecting. You're pretending that Kevin has your penis and your weird brain. I would never pretend that Kevin has my penis. You wouldn't? No. Try it. Just do it in your head. Close your eyes and picture Kevin with your penis. No. <laughs> I'm the only one in here that could do that too Because I'm the only one that's seen Kevin and my penis You have seen Kevin's penis? I haven't seen Kevin's penis But I've seen Kevin and my penis Oh, In the same room No No. Not Never in the same room a thin oh. layer of cloth. You've oh. seen It's two separate sentences You've seen Kevin yes, right Belanger right And you've seen your penis Yes. Two separate sentences Today now what I'm asking you to do is close your eyes and take those two pictures that are totally separate from one another, right? And two separate, sep and all close your eyes and then bring them together. Bring them together until your penis is underneath where, like coming out of Kev's jeans, you know? No, it doesn't, <laughs> so what's it this doesn't line up. There's no way that my penis can land on Kev's. <laughs> no way. I thought you had a big dick, though. <laughs> <laughs> is that a rumor? Is that a rumor that you got a big hog? It's been a rumor for some time. <laughs> some time. Remember, Kevin and I went to high school together. Yeah? You shower in the gym class? No, he was a few years younger than me. That would be in a yeah, but you were just watching. You were dressed, right? You, you didn't see his penis, you said. I've never seen Kevin's penis, but I've seen my penis and Kevin, and I couldn't picture my penis on Kevin. <laughs> 
Too big? Too big? Yeah, it's too big. I couldn't picture it either. You know, I think Shaz's dick looks big because his body's small. I don't think that... I think if me and his dicks were exactly the same size and we had them on our bodies beside each other, that yours would look bigger because you're a smaller person with the same size dick. It's visually larger. Visually larger. Like Kevin Hart is supposed to have a big, huge cock, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing. Kevin Hart's like five foot three or something, right? Yeah, but I just mean like the, the pigments won't line up with our skin tones. And it's like... Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and also the experience of my dick on Kevin's brain doesn't work. Or Kevin's... Brain. No, that was my point. You were projecting your penis thoughts onto Kevin. When I was saying he was, gonna, he was taking a shit. You said he's jerking off in the middle of the show. No, I was just getting a coffee. <laughs> oh. Getting a coffee, and we we're gonna talk about the cheese. The cheese lady, lady yeah. You mind Ooh. if we talk to the cheese lady? We wanted to wait till we had the drummer lady. back. Yeah. We gotta check on her because she gave us some feedback. <laughs> from the second mouse in Delhi, Ontario, uh, Teresa, will Ooh. give us uh, feedback <laughs> on Podbean. And this week is no exception. She says, happy birthday, Paul. Happy anniversary, Pete and Jane. I'm off to Mexico. Woo-hoo. The cheese lady. I'll sell you a cheese lady. Enjoy your time over there in Mexico. Uh, try the, uh, 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 how do you say cheese in Spanish? Queso. Queso. I mean, I enjoy the queso, right? And then uh, I see some stuff on social media. She looks like she's having a real good time over there in Mexico. And she deserves it. She works very hard. And, but I'm going to tell you, Cheesley, when you get back to Delhi, we are going to bar barrage you for that cheese tray because eventually we're going to get our act together. We're going to get our, our, uh, our technology figured out and all of our uh, construction stuff taken care of. And we have to have a shareholder gala where we invite all the shareholders to come to a big premiere here at Spiky Ball Studios in the new Dutch Hall. And uh, for that, we will, we will require a huge cheese tray, Teresa. And I need you to, bring, I need you to be ready for the request because it's coming hot when you come home from Mexico. And David. <laughs> Uh, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought with the Ariba. Thought about cheese? Who did the Ariba? Did you? Ariba. That's uh, Tito Santana. Eh? Is that where you got it from? Dave, you start watching wrestling lately? Uh, oh, just, I want to. Just when my dad's over. Oh, yeah, yeah. He still loves it, right? I was oh, trying to educate Steve on the finer points of wrestling today because I'm trying to tell him how life is just wrestling and you have to look at it that way. Like, it's a, because wrestling. Everything's wrestling, right? That's what I think. 
Because wrestling. wrestling. That's what I'm trying to get through to Steve. Because wrestling, right? That's what you have to think all the time. Because it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but I somehow I made that make sense today when I was trying to uh, educate young Steven on wrestling. Because it is about wrestling. Everything. <laughs> because wrestling. Wrestling's art. It invokes more emotion than anything else, and it requires more skills than anything else. You have to use... Uh, uh, your drum, dramatic skills, your acrobatic skills, your uh, perform, you know, uh, uh, all kinds of different skills, you know? Nunchuck skills. <laughs> right? Snake handling skills. Snake handling skills. Yeah. Literally snake handling skills. You need your skills. balance. Balance. You really need your balance. Yeah. You need a lot of things. You're not just like those Broadway actors. Those wrestlers got to do things that no Broadway actor ever has to do. You don't have to jump off a cage through a table. Yeah, there's no barbed wire. No barbed wire in fucking Broadway. No. I know, they made me leave it out in my car. That's right. All I wanted to do is bring some barbed wire to a nice play in New York City when I was there on a vacation. No big deal. So, you're wondering where Paul is. I want to say, because Cheese Lady was nice enough to say happy birthday to Paul. Paul's not here, of course. He is at the Sheepdogs. And we open the show with the Sheepdogs uh, uh, tonight because in Norfolk County right now, there's a big, it's a big deal. Uh, the Sheepdogs, there are two nights at Waterford at Old Town Hall, which is like a little tiny venue. And uh, a lot of us in the, on the show were able to go last night to see their first show. And uh, I gotta tell you, it was awesome. Uh, venue and the sheepdogs did great and uh wow great performers and one of the sheepdogs uh, jimmy boskill boskill he he actually came through the uh spiky ball studios uh, a few weeks ago and then uh, we i watched him perform for the first time last night i couldn't believe how entertaining that guy was to oh. watch uh great addition to the band uh the sheepdogs eh? absolutely charge have you seen him before no that was my first time and it was it was awesome, great show. He was, I couldn't believe that guy. Like I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, best Incredible suit in rock and roll. Oh, what a suit! With yeah. all the patches of the provinces. Yeah, on the sleeves was that like the 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 flowers, the official flowers from each <laughs> province too? Oh, I bet you it is. I think what there was like, like an Alberta rose and a white trillium from Ontario. I think I, I spotted them, and Steve said the CN Tower was embroidered on his back. On the back, in the bottom. Proud Canadians, eh? That's a nice like. blue suit, like a, a baby blue suit with, like, colored yeah. embroidery. And he, awesome. he's new to the band, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I saw, I saw the Sheepdog probably, like, years ago, a few years ago. I've seen him a couple times, but I saw him a few years ago in Tennessee, and that was cool, seeing them Canadians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was right when they were first breaking there, right? Yeah, yeah. Their big break was getting the uh, cover of the Rolling Stone, right? Yeah. And then uh, that was just like a contest, wasn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. They're the, the only unsigned band to ever grace the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, really? They gotta be signed now, all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, man. It was cool to see them in such a small venue, and the place was packed, and the crowd was hot, and to watch them, well, how excited uh, they were. crowd wasn't hot. You didn't think so? No. I'm sorry. It's in my opinion. <laughs> my opinion is different than yours. Yeah. Because I thought there was a lot of hoity-toity old people there that were sitting on their hands. Yeah, Wes is nodding his head, yeah. So uh, oh, yeah. Yeah? Is that, is that what happened? Real good standers. 
in Waterford. <laughs> what are you talking about, Charles? I don't know. I enjoyed it. I when they, no, when I they, enjoyed it too. When they hit a solo or something and the crowd would pop, you could see them. Uh, you could see the band. But it was the back of the room, it. right? Don't you think it was the back of the room? It was popping. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just got loud. Front didn't move. Yeah, the seats were pretty quiet. Yeah. Because when uh, they just rattled their jewelry, right? <laughs> eh? They're just. That's right. I don't know. It, that's what, that was my. I think that uh, tonight's show is probably gonna be better. And Paul's gonna say this is why he missed this program today, is because uh, he wanted to not have those chairs of the people that are gonna look like wet rags the whole time. They're gonna ruin the show, and tonight will be a better show because of that. And I think he's probably right, but he also has uh, uh, an obligation to this program, and he's not getting married this weekend. So, we're setting goals for 2019. That's one of the things we, want, we said we we're gonna do with this. Paul didn't show up. It's a clear uh, tradition on this show, fellas, that uh, Paul, or that when a person doesn't show up, they need to face a jury of their peers and be punished in some fashion, or at least ridiculed publicly. Right. And if we want to make up lies about him, we make up lies about him. So last week, Paul was the hero. This week, Paul is the zero. So, <laughs> charters? Just like that. What do you think we got to do? For Paul? Yeah, how, does he, how do we Well, we should set some adventure? goals for him. If he's not here to set his own goals, we'll set his goals for him. I think you might be onto something there, Dave. I think let's go with that. I have an idea. You like the gays, right, Dave? I like everyone. So you like the gays, right, Dave? <laughs> right? They're part of everyone, so yes. Okay, we admit it. We know that Dave likes gays, right? And live from the Dutch Hall, we support all people, including the gays, right? Yeah, of course. So don't you think it would be appropriate that we have some representation in the Pride Parade? Yeah. I don't care which one, just any pride parade. We need to go out there and show our support for that community. Don't you think, Dave, that would be nice? I think we should show send, inclusiveness or we something. We should send one of our own out. Why don't we send Paul as a representative of Live from the Dutch Hall to the Gay Pride Parade? If not to march, then at least just to cover the, cover the parade. Because I think uh, that um, that could be gold, eh? That could so. be. Makes sense. All right, Paul at least has to witness. A, man, I want to run the camera for that one because it's so, going to be so funny to just see how ignorant his, his reaction will be. Oh, man, I want to watch it so bad. Let's, can we do that for real? Let's write that one I was down. saying that as a joke at first, and then I'm like thinking about it. Like, no, I want to bring Paul. You got to come too, Dave. Do you want to go to the Gay Pride Parade this year? Yeah, sure. When is it? It used to be July 1st, and I was like, fuck that, I have a party every year. I think it's good. Ah, uh, they changed it last year. You can't uh, have Canada Day gays. I've gone twice, and it's uh, always a great time. You've been twice? I've been to the parade twice. What do you do there? Times. What's a day of the gay pride parade like? Because I've never been. It's a parade. It's a parade. <laughs> a lot of shirts are off. That's about it. It's like, it's a, they it's don't a parade. Uh, a lot of shirts drunk. that are off. Get real drunk. You can drink fuck on the yeah, street? you get day drunk on the streets, bae. They'll let you drink on the streets? Oh, yeah. In Canada? Fuck yeah. Uh, you drink on the streets all the time when you live in Toronto. <laughs> pretty open. Really? Same oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know. Because I went to, I remember the first time I went to go visit my sister, she was living in uh, Chicago, 
And uh, I thought that the United States, because every time I've been in the United States, it was for like a football game or for like a NASCAR race or something like that. And everybody gets to drink everywhere they want. I thought in the United States, you could drink wherever you wanted. So every time I would uh, go out anywhere with them, I would bring like a couple beers and be right. drinking beers walking down the road. No big deal. Yeah, and then uh, uh, my brother-in-law's like whispering to my, he didn't know me that well then. And he's whispering to my sister saying like, uh, why is your uh, brother like, uh, is he a real alcoholic or something? Because <laughs> he's like walking around drinking openly on the streets. <laughs> But in England, you could do that. When I lived in England, you could drink on the streets. There was no problem. Yeah. They liked it. There were a bunch of alcoholics there. That brings us right back to your Me Too moment of getting raped in the drunk tank. Was that on air, Dave? Wasn't that you? What? Wasn't what? that your Me Too moment in the drunk tank? Did we talk about that on the show? I think so. <laughs> Did we really? Was that on the show? I thought that was before the show. Oh, so that's my me. My, you're no, drunk, no, you're drunk again. <laughs> no, it's not my me too moment. It was. I was saying you could have shared that moment with Shazma, is what I said. Oh. Because he was raped in the drunk tank. I got mixed up. I or was it the weed? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't. No. I'm sorry. That's my mistake. Shazma was not raped in the drunk tank. That was my mistake. I apologize. Let me just go on the record as saying, Tyler Shazma was not raped in the drunk tank. <laughs> the more you say it, the more people won't think it. That's what I learned. You keep saying that he wasn't, people will just think. It's like if Charter's like, you look at him, right? Look at this guy, he's in a church band every week, looks like an honest citizen, right? And then uh, uh, all of a sudden, um, you start hearing something over and over again, you know, like, Dave Charters is not necessarily a cannibal, you know? <laughs> Dave Charters is not necessarily a cannibal. He may or may not eaten human remains before, right? Say stuff like that. It's an, now all of a sudden people are got a, like a budding thought that Charters might eat people. I don't. Right? But he says he doesn't, but now people sometimes just listen to little bits of the show and then they think Charters eats yeah. people, right? Because I keep, they, maybe they just turned it on right then. Yeah. And all you heard is Charters eats people. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's on TMZ. <laughs> and he says, yeah. And they turn it off right away in horror. <laughs> and, and oh, you think it's on TMZ now? Charters eats people. That's how Probably. it goes, right, Dave? The, yeah. It would be TMZ. TMZ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There it goes, Kev. <laughs> TMZ. He just eats the baby toes. Oh, do you eat baby toes, Dave? Toes from babies. Nope. Grown men's baby toes. Oh, that's not as bad, Dave. You gotta admit. The little one on the other. Okay. This is, we'll move on to our interview with our great guest, Tyler Shazman, in a little bit. But one last question for you, Dave, before we move on. Um, if you have to, you have to choose one of these options, okay? You have to eat a, a grown man's baby toe or any one of a baby's toe. Which one would you do? Grown man. Even, you'd eat the grown man's toe? Yeah, see? That's what Chad said. You said gross, though. 
It is gross. What? Eating a man's toe. <laughs> Uh, why are you doing it all the time? Why are you doing it, Dave? <laughs> this is fun, right? <laughs> you can just sabotage a person's whole character like that. Now, even on, by accident, I might do it, Charters. I might not even do it on purpose, because people are going to think out there. Like, you might even go walking around. What if you're going in and around having a big business meeting, you know, you're wearing uh, your big business attire, whatever you do? I picture you in like a, a, some sort of a, suit, a white suit with like, um, uh, I would imagine like a gold hat or something. Is that what you wear? That's what you picture me in? Yeah. Like a gold hat and like a white suit like Mr. Clean or whatever? Pretty close. Is that right? You don't wear a tie though because that'll get caught in, caught in the <laughs> works, right? Because you're a master of industry, right? <laughs> no ties. No ties. So you probably just wear like a mock turtleneck. I can't get the top button done up. On a what? On a mock turtleneck. On, on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> any shirt. Yeah, on any shirt. shirt. That's because you need a neck for that, eh? <laughs> you weren't born with a neck. There's a guy on wrestling that reminds me of you now. There's a new fella in wrestling, uh, who who they who's uh, called the the Dozer, Dosevich or something like that. Oh, yeah. He looks like he might be your long lost brother, Charlie. Pollock. Definitely. And he does the worm. No neck at all. I'll show you a picture of him. Oh, I can't wait. And, and that, you want to see him? <laughs> no. Oh, I, I got to show you. If you. I'll show you after the show, Dave. He looks like he's, your, he's a relative of yours for sure. I'll show, it to, I'll show him to you. You're going to like him. Uh, anyways, uh, Paul. So we did Paul, right? He's, he's not really punished. I think this is going to be a fun, a fun event for him. I think it's really going to open his eyes to a lot of great things. And we have a real, real slick goal that we can accomplish in 2019, the first of many. Right. But you know what? Let's continue this conversation by introducing formally our guest and our great uh, friend of the show, Tyler Shazma, everyone. Thanks for having me. You know, Tyler, we take for granted having a man of your talent and caliber on our program because so often you've blessed us by being a guest on our show, and it just seems natural to have you here, right? Yes. Yeah, do you think so too? Yes. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy, he's always done a good, he's always done well. But I don't know if we've ever delved deeply into the Renaissance man that is Tyler Shazma. Have we? Real deep? How deep would you like to go? Uh, I don't want to go that deep, but I just want I don't know if we've really showcased, we've said how many things he's been a part of, like, you came here to promote Pop and Chip Party. You came here to promote whale pranks. You've uh, you, you've uh, came to promote your comedy. You know you've got uh, you've been a video a, a video producer for quite some time. You know you got projects on the go forever. I try right, to keep right? busy. You, you yeah. <laughs> and I think things are really starting to you're starting to really take off with some cool projects lately. Right? Are you allowed to talk about what you're doing? Yeah, I can talk. The ones that you produced uh, recently, the albums that are out, you produced some uh, albums for Tyler Morrison? Yes. They're out, right? <laughs> yes, I did that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, yeah, I've been producing a lot of fun comedy stuff and working with a lot of people that I've had the pleasure to work with over the years. I like them. Yeah, and how do you, uh, it's, it's pretty lucky to be able to work with people you actually enjoy, like, like their work. Yeah. Cause you, would you do the same work for a comic that you thought stunk? 
Yeah. You wouldn't, eh? <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't do the same work. Well, you would have to do the same work. Well, have I in the past? Maybe. Uh. <laughs> no, no. I, I love working with my friends and people that are uh, on the same wavelength as me. And I feel like all the comedians that I've worked with recently have been in that same wheelhouse as myself. Yeah. I think it's a great time for comedy right now. I think it's a great time, too. There's so many different avenues, and you can just throw it out into the world, and people can take it if they like it. Yeah. I think people are taking things if they like it, and if they don't like it, they are walking away. There's only a few that are writing blogs now, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's Usually, it's only like the really 1% or something like that of people that actually um, cause a problem or would go far enough to like create a stink if they didn't like what you're doing. Most people, if they don't like something, just ignore it completely because it won't affect them at all, right? Yeah. Um, yesterday when I was at the Sheepdogs, um, I don't know if what it was, maybe that it was that I felt there was too much hoity-toityness or whatever. Dave didn't see it. I think you're right though. Tonight's gonna be like the dirtbag Waterford crowd. Huh? Tonight's gonna be the dirtbag Waterford crowd. Yeah, it's gonna be a better Thursday. crowd tonight because there was no people blocking the front. And then, and it was also the second people to get tickets. So they weren't all like the friends and the connected people from the people booking the show, who would be like the ones that have like, they owe a favor to and people that have given money and stuff, all that kind of uh, jazz. This will be like the real fans will be at tonight's show. I think Paul really did. But last night's show was so good, I didn't lose it. I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss anything, it was terrific. Right? It was a great show by uh, world-class performers in a small little town, and they seemed to enjoy it as much as we did. Sorry to go back to that point, Dave. Was... Yeah, thank you. But <laughs> That's exactly finish. what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, what I was saying was, uh, I was in a bad mood, and then I was out outside in the smoking area, and uh, there is this woman who was on a date with her, her boyfriend, or her husband, or whatever he was, some guy. Uh, some guy. And uh, me and um, me and Steve, the reluctant German, were talking. And I was saying something that Steve had, uh, I've already talked to Steve about in the past. That's right. It was just a theory. You know, like sometimes you bring up like wonderabouts or hypothetical situations, you know? I was just bringing up a hypothetical situation. Maybe I wasn't using the most friendly language to use in a public setting in front of mixed company or whatever, you know? Maybe. That's probably fair. I could have done a better job of using more appropriate language in a public setting. I think that's probably true. But uh, the point I was making was just a strict point. It was one that I was posing to my friend, because I know he's a married man, and uh, I'm saying someday there will come a time when your wife's going to go through meta menopause and her sexual appetite's not going to be what it once was. Right. So I was making the point, what if your sexual appetite is still like going strong because you're like a horny old man and your wife thinks having sex with you would be the grossest thing ever. She wants to stop doing it because all of her like uh, hormones that make her want to bang you are gone or whatever. And then uh, you have to you have to make an agreement with her at that point in time that she's got to let you bang other people because uh, she thinks it's gross. She can't be jealous, you know. If someone's doing something she thinks gross, she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to do it. Somebody else is doing it, 
And not only do I think you should give it the pass, but you should go to the kids, make sure the kids know that daddy's got a pass to go out and go fucking. <laughs> That's right. right? That's the way I said it on the thing. Yeah. I, was, I had said that before um, to Steve, and it's just kind of joking around, you know? And, uh, but I, this one was eavesdropping, which shame on her, right? Yeah, that's right. It was none of her business. <laughs> it was none of her business. But uh, I noticed over, the, her sh over um, Steve's shoulder that she was getting progressively more angry at me as I spoke. And, uh, that, and I realized I wasn't, I wasn't saying it for Steve's benefit at all. I could care less about Steve. I was doing it to make her angry on purpose. Right. Uh, because I got such a kick out of it. Like when she's told her husband, I have to get out of here, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I laughed so hard, it was the yes. best. It was awesome. <laughs> and that's sickness, right? Like there's something wrong with me to enjoy that, that much, eh? Yep. You don't think so, Wes? You're on my side then. Yeah. You would do that? I get entertainment out of this. Do you do that? What? You, 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 and so you, you'll, you'll pick up on the fact that they're mad at you. And then that doesn't stop you. You you keep going because yeah yeah you go deeper then yeah, yeah. I do it too. Yeah, if it's a silly thing or just like anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and strangers. I like it with strangers too. Like I'll piss off a stranger just for fun, and it, and uh, that's wrong. Like there's not no, no way you can defend that as being right. But I I really enjoy it sometimes. And that's a dangerous thing to do when you have a microphone in front of a crowd too, and you're and you're like just want to piss people off, and because I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna start I'm doing that. Instead yeah, it's all right. Burn them down. I think if you get entertainment out of it and don't actually hurt anybody, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I think you're right though. You can't hurt anybody. There can't be a victim. Or you can hurt one person if it makes <laughs> everyone else laugh. Yeah. They gotta be a dickhead, though. They have to. They have to deserve it. Yeah. And then yeah. they leave, and everyone else is laughing, saying that person is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick what a person that's like. If they're disrupting it for everyone else, and then you can be mean to them because everybody wants that person uh, to stop being a dick or whatever. But otherwise, I don't think it works to be too mean because the, the crowd could turn on you, and then you're gotta like. Uh, Get them back, eh? Nah, let them go. What if you get if you have a, if you're dealing with an ordinary audience member, right? And you get too mean to them. Sometimes the crowd will will side with the audience member. Have you noticed that ever? Nah. No. Well, maybe it's just me because I get too mean. Then, like, cause maybe I look too angry. Yeah. You're harmless. I am harmless. People see that right away. I'm like a little gerbil up there on stage. You crawl up their ass, right? Scratch them with your cocaine claws. Tickle them where they need to be and get them giggling and get out of there. <laughs> oh, do you giggle with the gerbil up your ass? I think you would. I, I think at least you would, <laughs> to quote Brandon McIntosh, you'd at least do a Ric Flair woo, eh? Like, uh, woo! <laughs> <laughs> just a... That's how I would know if Brandon was having fingers in his butt. <laughs> You could just hear it? Yeah, he lived in the next room for like 10 years. We lived together, so I knew. Oh, microphone. I should have better mic technique. Yeah. Oh, you get an F. I'll hold it. Yeah, like, there you go. I like holding it. I don't even, I don't like holding it. But. So Shazma, you've, uh, 
You've done all these great projects. Yeah, I got cool things on the go. Cool things on the go. You've shown support for our show for a long period of time. I love time. this show. I love this place. And 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 you've been uh, you recently you're housed your company in the Spiky Ball Studios, right? Yeah, I moved in. I and moved you know, in. I gotta look at it objectively, right? We have Spiky Ball helping our show get better. You work for Spiky Ball. And then, on the other hand, you look at my brother, Paul Van Dyke. He's carrying on so many tasks. This guy's got to come week after week. He's got to be a bartender. He's got to sometimes drive a bus. Sometimes he's got to, like, uh, build, be a, a, build a stage. Yeah. Build a stage. Yeah. Other, I love Paul. He's here. Yeah. But, you know, you give him too many jobs, and then we're throwing director on top of him, and things are getting more and more complex. I think we have to give the guy a break. He's still got to say NORPAC. He's our spokesperson. Love people. Love right? people. I, can't, I can't do it the way he does it. No, you should do it the way you would do it, Shaz. How I would do it? Yeah. The first way you did it was perfect. The beef people. Oh, did you guys know that Shazma is, if you go into downtown Toronto, what is it, on Blue Jay Way? Yeah. <laughs> if you go on Blue Jay Way, uh, you look at a big billboard there, it's right, it's, it's right by like a Domino's pizza and a Tim Hortons. Yeah, I've seen it. It's a huge uh, ad with Shazma on it, like drinking a coffee. Yeah, I did his hair's a, blowing back and stuff. I did a print ad. I was an actor or a model. A model, yeah, it was a print ad. So hey, you're a, a fucking model. You should tell everyone model. that. Model. Why do everybody wants credits? Actor slash model. Everyone wants pussy. Tell girls I'm a model, and then you give them that million dollar smile you flash around. Then you know they throw it at you. It was a fun little gig. He told he told me it was gonna be a billboard. I guess it is a billboard. It's kind of a billboard because it's uh, but it's uh, more the side of a building, right? Yeah, it's cool though. People uh, take pictures of it and send it to me all the time. Yeah. At least once every three and a half weeks. That's awesome. No, it's really. It, have you you drove past it yourself? No, I haven't been by it. You haven't? I've been by it. I have been by it. I showed Jane, my wife. Oh, yeah? You Your wife. My wife. I say, Jane, look, that's my friend. Uh, uh, I know a model. I'm friends with a model. There's a cool coffee shop at <laughs> it. No, I knew the, the way I got the gig, I knew the director of photography, the photographer. Yeah. And uh, they were casting it and casting it, and they couldn't get somebody to make a wacky surprise face like they just had the best coffee. And he's like, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you are you you pulled it off wacky surprise face yeah you don't want to get typecast can you do other faces no just wacky surprise wacky oh you do sad can you do disappointed no i can i can do straight miserable but that's just my everyday face. oh your everyday face yeah um do you think that uh that's just mouth breathing when i look like I'm, you guys probably seen around the office maybe i look like i'm absolutely miserable that's just me struggling to breathe. It's nothing anyone's done. Is that from smashing your face when you're driving the, riding a bicycle? No, I think the breathing problems were already there. Really? Even before you smashed your face? Well, the smashing of my face didn't help, which is, I'm glad you brought that up. I recently saw a new clip of that, and it's right after it happened, and my face was mangled. This is from a bicycle? Yeah, I rode BMX bicycles. So what was the trick you were trying to do? Just jump something. 
And smash your face? And we were at a concrete skate park in Oakville, Ontario. And uh, I was jumping over a hip or some sort of concrete thing. And I went over the handlebars and faced to the concrete. My one tooth went flying out. And my buddy knew that if we uh, put it in milk, we'd be OK. And they put it back in? <laughs> no, they said that I was a goner. <laughs> it was going to be years to fix it and not to bother with it. Plus, like, we were an hour and a half away in Oakville. Plus, on the way home, we got lost. And I didn't get to, in to see an emergency dentist till like, 8 o'clock at night. And my teeth were all jammed through my nose and stuff. And I was concussed. Did they have to wake you up so often? Is that what they do when you're concussed? Yeah, they, keep, they don't let you fall asleep. I've been concussed often. Really? Oh, a few times. So you could have that, uh, you could have, like, you go crazy when you're in your 50s. We'll see. Ticking time bomb beside me, Shazman. <laughs> Did you know a lot about him? Huge. We learned a lot about him today, didn't we? We learned Shazma is a model with a huge dick. I was a hand model once, too. Did I ever oh, really? tell you that? No. It's not my first modeling gig. I've been around. Let me see your hands. Well, I got all cheese grater knuckled now in my... Dog. Yeah, yeah, but look at your cuticles and all that stuff. Those are beautiful fingers. No, oh, th this, was, nice. this was at least 10, 12 years ago. Like, I didn't have all these cheese grater scars on my knuckles, you know? But, back uh, when your hands were beautiful. Back when you were, when they were fresh hands, eh? Yeah. Young, young, uh, it inexperienced was a, It hands. was a BMX gig, too. That was, uh, you know, those old flip tricks finger bikes, right? Oh. The finger bikes? I know finger bikes. They're so stupid. They're so stupid, but I understood how they worked, and I was really good at them. <laughs> <laughs> and, I pa and I passed an audition at like this big toy company in no Toronto. You were yeah. a finger bike hand model. Oh yeah, I did at least I did three or four. I did three or four commercial spots. I can find them for you on YouTube. Oh, they're still shit. out there. And uh, so I did. It. I went on set to do this, right? And uh, not only was I good at doing the finger bike stuff, but because I came from a BMX background, they made me like BMX consultant on set. <laughs> I had to like yeah. look at all the tricks afterwards. And because the, they had a little kid that would do the wide shots and then my hand would be the close-up <laughs> shots, right? This is amazing. <laughs> it was a three-day shoot, three-day shoot. In uh, some big backyard in Toronto, some big rich mansion house, right? And uh, I show up there to do it. And uh, the two camera guys working the job, I had been working uh, at uh, Panavision, the rental house there in Toronto, right? So I was working there as a camera prep tech for like six months. So I got to know all these camera guys coming through that did commercial work. So I show up on set and they're like, oh, are you bringing us a box of lenses or something? I'm like, no, man. <laughs> I'm the fucking talent today. I'm the hand model. It was me, a puppeteer from the big comfy couch, and then this eight-year-old kid doing the wide shots. <laughs> awesome. The big comfy couch. That was with that clown, right? Lunette. Yeah, I met the puppeteer. He was, Ten uh, seconds, Heidi? I don't know. I didn't watch the show. Was but he, he was couch? giving me his card. He was going to get me into puppeteering and doing hand model stuff. And I was like, I don't know. It was kind of a one-off gig, you know? <laughs> When I moved to Toronto, that's how Brandon and I just made money. We just looked at Craigslist ads and looked for weird jobs. I was on a game show, and Brandon did his thing, you know? I, yeah, but I want to go back to Lunette from the, uh, the big comfy couch. 
Because uh, your perspective on that show, you know the puppeteer personally, right? Yeah, but I've never watched the show. Me and uh, Charters and Steve, we all think of that show differently. Sure because do. we were taking care of our young children, young babies, you know, watching the television, trying to say, you like this show, Big Comfy Couch? And all of a sudden, Lynette likes to do the stretching to the clock, oh, right? Yeah. Remember that part? Yep. That oh. was puppeteer. Oh my oh god, no. it was so hot, whatever it was. <laughs> Lynette was hot as fuck. You were just like, why do I want to bang this clown so much? I shouldn't want to bang this clown so much. <laughs> Not when I'm trying to take care of my young babies, you know? But I did. But I did a lot. Remember? All I, I, all I remember from that show is 10 Second Tidy. That's the same show, right? Yep. With the, there's a huge couch, yeah. and then she would have to clean up once in a while. And yeah. I, would, I would be to my kids like, look how she's cleaning up. Why don't you clean up? Crying out loud. You the sound like a really fun dad. You do you anything? <laughs> Ten do you, second tidy. I thought you were gonna get you were gonna say you got turned on because she was cleaning up, but no, you just got angry at your kids. Yeah. From yeah. it. That's right. That's what you enjoy, right? You're like, I like that show too. It made me yell at my kids. Supposed yeah. <laughs> to teach them something. That's your favorite thing to do, right? He's, a, he's weird, eh? What? Charters? He looks <laughs> he's a fucking weirdo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I usually regret it after, but... <laughs> oh, you got real all of a sudden. Well, yeah, you should regret it. You should, be, you should just let those kids be kids. Maybe you should let them fly, Dave. Maybe you should knock them out of the nest and let that bird soar to the heavens. They don't need you anymore. Maybe you can't be such a tiger parent. Maybe you got to be like more of a... Llama? Is there a llama parent now? What does that mean? I have no idea. What does tiger parent mean? No idea. You eat your kids. <laughs> oh, we're back to that. No, I don't. Oh, no, eat separate. Humans. <laughs> uh, sorry. Honestly, don't. Anyways, guys, we've run long tonight, if you believe it. And uh, we have to get going. So if you'd like to uh, support our show or give us some feedback. Hey, wait. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You're right. What do we got to do? Jump the gun, people. I jumped the gun. Tyler Shazman, our guest here. I was just setting it up. Paul's fired. Shaz is hired. Whoa. That's a big thing. Yeah. Hey, Paul's not fired from bartending and bus driving and uh, building stages. Or even directing. And brothering. No, yes, he is. He's fired from directing. Oh, shit. Fired. <laughs> Sometimes he might have to do it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because we still might not figure it out. We got new equipment, but we we're too stupid to run it yet. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to learn things. So uh, if you'd like to, Chaz, you, you'll take the job, right? Yeah, I'll take the job. Yes. And ideally, the booth's going to be behind this curtain behind us. He'll be like Oz himself, <laughs> right? Eventually, like down the road. Yeah. Eventually behind this curtain, that's where he'll be, like Oz. And eventually, if we need to talk to Chaz, we can go via satellite or whatever. Or Only just... if you knock real loud. <laughs> yeah. Will knock, and then he'll be able to uh, uh, control the whole setup here for Spiky Balls Productions of Live from the Dutch Hall going forward. Uh, as soon as we figure it out, so sh welcome aboard, Tyler Shazma. We'll and thank you, everyone, for listening to this program. Tell a friend, give us some feedback. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at livefromthedutchhellgmail.com. And until next week, we will see you NT. See you next time. Thanks.
Fuck yeah.